Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. In the morning, it's Could sunny weather and good that traffic. Was my radio. You sound like a lunatic. Can you give me your best radio voice, please, and thank you. I don't think I'm physically capable of doing that. I feel like if you did, my bones would actually break. It's honestly amazing for someone who's done like multiple podcasts. The fact that, like, my voice is not a podcast. My voice is not a good audio voice. <laughs> like, Neither of us have good is, audio voices. It, Let's be honest. They're not great to listen to. <laughs> like, the fact that people have been listening to this from the beginning is honestly embarrassing for all parties. Yeah. Hi, welcome to Into the But talk. hey, welcome to-, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our fucking anti-ASMR. Yes. Where we just screech into your fucking earbuds. <laughs> and some of you, hey, some of you, I think kind of get off on that. Ooh, I think some of you okay. do. And let's be okay. honest with ourselves and our truth, you know? <laughs> yeah, let's not kink shame here, all right? Yeah, I think let's be honest with ourselves about that. How the fuck are you doing today, Cody? I'm great. Oh, wow. I've been watching a lot of... Uh, sex Education on Netflix. Yes. Which is extremely good. Gillian Anderson's my mom. Gillian Anderson? I'm actually not sure. Anyway, she's my mom, and I love her. Yes. And it's great. And I love seeing horny, nerdy teens um, on a television show. Uh, it's great. It's so good. I love it a um, lot. I've only watched the first episode so far, and I, if you ever want to know my teaching style... And how I relate uh-huh. to the youth, TM, TM, TM. <laughs> yeah. It is when the bully motherfuck goes over to the <laughs> attempts to masturbate into a Kleenex motherfuck's house. Um, yeah. And she is, like, trying to relate to him about the weed. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. it leads to not being able to... It was like not to finish. Yeah, like that's not what it was. Okay. To ejaculate. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like leaning against the railing, and it's like a beautiful, gorgeous scenery. And she's like, "Yeah, so weed, super cool, right? Let's talk about it." Also, did you know that if you do it for too much, like you're not gonna be able to ejaculate? Um, and he's like, he goes from being like, "Yeah, dope," and he's like making all the like gang signs and stuff. And he's like, "Wait, hold on, what?" <laughs> um, there's a character in that show. I'm not sure if you've gotten to her yet. Uh, but she's, like, the one English teacher or whatever. And she cares so much about this one student who does not do anything. <laughs> oh, my God. They have her in but the she first believes episode, it. too. Okay. Okay, yeah. But she believes in her so hard. Every single scene, she's just like, I really want to see what you do in this one. And she's just, like, not giving a fuck. But she's like, I want you to succeed. Yeah. And it's so pure. Yeah, it's a mood. That's for sure. Like, today... <laughs> um, I told one of my kids, Segway. I, I told my kid, like, hey, I really appreciate you and your safety. Can you please stop smacking your head against my desk? 
Like, that's just a peek into the middle school psyche, if you were curious. What a bunch of weirdos. (laughs) Like, please don't give yourself a concussion in my classroom. And he was like, the fucking thing is he was genuinely engaged in my class. Like, he just couldn't stop smacking his head. I hate middle school. I mean, I love them. They're my favorite. I I love the fact that it's not... Bang, he's not banging his head on his desk. He's banging his desk on his head on your desk. No. He's engaged. He's listening. He's just like, fuck everything. <laughs> fuck your whole shit. Right no, now. I mean, it was his desk. But I was just like, <laughs> he was just like engaged in the conversation. Like, he wasn't distracting himself and like bored. But he just couldn't, like, every 20 minutes I would look over and I was like please stop smacking your head against his desk like you're gonna start bleeding Jeremy Jeremy. (laughs) I will take you to the nurse's office and I will not be cool about it I will rat them you out please stop oh god this is a little bit early for our middle school corner but I do have to segue off of that and let you know actually before I do that Cody can you please tell me the most embarrassing thing that happened to you in PE in your adolescence, please, and thank you. Oh, God. I got hit in the head with a basketball once. <laughs> now tell me. <laughs> whoop, tell me everything, because whoop, there I it think is. That wa- I think that was everything. <laughs> but we've also, I think we might have talked about this on this podcast, but I was on my middle school co-ed basketball team, and I know what you're thinking. I do not sound like the person who can dunk. <laughs> I don't know. You are pretty powerful. I just don't sound like I have the physical ability <laughs> to, to even qualify to be on a basketball team. And I was very much on there for like, hey, you can be here if you want. <laughs> you seem like you really want to be here. Um, and then I quit halfway through to be in the musical. So here's my personality. You didn't just balance <laughs> them high school musical style? I couldn't. They wouldn't let me. I wanted to Troy Bolton it, but they wouldn't let That's me. That's bullshit. I know. I was so close to dreaming my high school dreams, my middle school dreams. <laughs> That's, I'm so sorry. Do you want to talk yeah. about it a little bit more? No, I think that's okay. it. I think that's all there was all right. to that story. All right. For me, there were so many, but there are, sure. there are two that stand out. The first one, I think, is was in, I think, first or second grade, and it really illustrated my personal experience in life, and it was on those fucking scooters that you'd roll around the gym on, like Flintstone mm-hmm. style, where you'd put your hands on the one, you'd, like, sit on your butt. And they were, like, blue plastic, and you just, like, Flintstone around the room. What is that? Why was that P.E.? What was that? I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you would inevitably get your, like, fingers underneath the wheels. I did that once, and I was like, oh, no, life's done. <laughs> like, that's, mm, <laughs> I'm out. And then the second one was in fifth grade when, and I don't know, I don't know if y'all did this, but uh, we square danced. What? <laughs> um, what? So we here in the Pacific Northwest have a square dancing unit in PE. Oh a unit? A whole unit? Oh, yeah. Oh That's a thing that we do. That's beautiful. Oh, my god! And it's unfortunately, um, and like, it's, yeah, it's, it's a thing that 
we did in fifth grade when I was in Oregon growing up, mm-hmm. and then now my middle schoolers are doing it in seventh grade here in Washington, and it's, as you can believe, the most embarrassing thing for anyone to do in PE. Yeah. Yes. And unfortunately, like, it's the worst for so many reasons, not only because middle schoolers, like, hate touching each other in, like, a very formal kind of dancing way. Sure, sure, sure. Um, But also because of the fact that it was added into PE because of racism. (laughs) Yikes. I eventually would find out later in college that it was added in because of the fact that the people, I don't know, I can't remember the people who created PE, but they, like, obviously hated jazz. And so instead they were like, yeah, square dancing. Hmm. Seems good. Um... And so that is how it got, like, added to PE as, like, a traditional dance form. That's bananas. Yeah. And so it still exists now. I thought it stopped, but it did not. (laughs) While you were saying that, I remembered another embarrassing thing from PE. Please. If I may. I wish you would. So in uh, the, like, locker room or whatever... There was a bathroom and then, like, the changing rooms. And then inside the bathroom, they had, like, tampon dispensers and pads and stuff yes. that were, like, 25 cents or whatever. But love a there tampon was, like, tax. Right. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> 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 am I right, menstruators? Um, <laughs> um, but there was, like, a point in time where someone found out that you could just kind of, like, if you wiggled it enough, you could, like, open the latch and just, like, take take as many tampons as you want Fuck without yeah. having to pay which was fucking great and i was like all right i've heard this is an urban legend i want to see if it's true and i go in and do it and it works and i'm like taking it out and while that happens i hear a flush and whoever someone comes out of the bathroom and it is my gym teacher hell yeah what and she sees me with like a handful of tampons and she's like Hmm. And then she walks out, and then they, like, fixed it, and I became, like, no! I ruined it. You were the I narc. <laughs> I was the fucking narc unintentionally. Cody. <laughs> I know. Ugh. That's just how many tampons you need when you menstruate. You need, like, six. Ugh, listen, right. Sometimes listen. it comes out of your nose. Listen, I was an anti-capitalist icon <laughs> from the start. <laughs> Viva la revolucion, you know? Right. <laughs> just. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of that, um, we're, since we're all just non sequiturs tonight, um, yeah, yeah, I think I I don't remember if I told you this last week, but the last few minutes of every class, I've been showing my kids the um, old fashioned not old fuck what the <laughs> '90s cartoons that we grew up with. Did I tell you that last week? Yes. Okay. Did. Yes. So I've been adding in some more. This uh-huh. week I did PB and J otters. Um, which the kids were like, what? (laughs) Um, (laughs) and I, which one did I do? I did Little Bear this week and they didn't know what that was as well. We all bonded on Clifford the Big Red Dog where they were still like, how was he red? (laughs) Which we all don't understand and they asked too many questions that I was incapable of answering. Um, Miss Johnson, why is the dog so big? (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, you know, furries are a thing, you know? But I just think that that is a, it's one of, honestly, it's been sparking a lot of joy for me, you know? Um, Yeah. Because 
sometimes you just need to relive nostalgia in like two minute segments, which I think yeah, is fair. I get it. I get it. You know what didn't spark joy for me though today? <laughs> what Marie Kondo? <laughs> so you don't experience this, um, but I sure. <laughs> I don't have Spotify Premium because I'm not a rich bitch. Oh my god! Contrary <laughs> to what the world thinks of me. <laughs> That's just a private, whatever. Um, <laughs> not um, so all of a sudden today, because I'm safety first, um, I keep my phone down while I'm driving because I don't want to, people to die. So I yeah. put my phone on shuffle today on Spotify and was going about my business. And all of a sudden I hear this voice and I, Cody, I'm going to be honest. I got a little scared because the voice completely, it completely did not match the what, what was being said. So the voice was soft and the voice was pure. And now, please, I will say that I was putting it on shuffle for Panic at the Disco. And the voice that came up was not Brendan Yuri, <laughs> But it was a song. Uh-huh. And the song, Cody, was someone singing... Somebody's got a stinky booty. <laughs> In the most angelic and soft voice. And I, I, honest to God, looked around my car while on the freeway like, did y'all, did you, hey, did you, excuse me, yeah. did you hear this? Like, what was this? And it. Is this real? <laughs> yeah, and it was the most soft voice. It was like, it was like cooing. And it went on for about 30 seconds. And then all of a sudden I realized, like, hold on a goddamn minute. Is that John Legend? Is that John Legend singing about dirty-ass diapers? And it was. He was singing about Pampers diapers and stinky booties. Oh, my God. And I had to listen to what was supposed (laughs) to be an advertisement and I don't feel safe is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Cody, I honest to God, it was <laughs> like, a, you have to, like, when you are not on this podcast, just, like, Google John Legend stinky booty or, like, diaper mm. commercial. And he's just <laughs> probably, like, singing to his baby child. And it's, <laughs> it's honestly a little spoopy is all I'm saying. As much as I'd love to hear that beautiful rendition of this thing that you've brought onto this podcast, I don't want that in my search history ever. Oh. Ever. Okay, well. And I'm not willing to chance it. <laughs> well, what about some Twilight news? How about that in your search history? Yeah, I mean, we're already here. Let's go right. for it. The first thing that we have this week has been kind of, even on my timeline that isn't our Into the Twilight one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like it was worth discussing this week, and it's more news about the sh- Netflix show You. Yes. And <laughs> I don't know how it ended up, but Millie Bobby Brown is currently in the mix about the show. Yeah. Um, and people, from what I saw on my timeline until I looked up this article, was that people were trashing. Millie for liking Mm -hmm. this show yes 
And so I like looked it up a little bit more. Um, and I don't know. I guess I'm just a little side-eyeing, I guess, the people that are angry at her is what I would like to say. Yeah, I first saw this, like, I saw saw the video first before I saw people, like, shitting on it. Okay. Um, And the video definitely, like, rubbed me the wrong way because basically the video is her, uh, like, an Instagram story of her talking about the show You and how the relationship between the stalk, the supposed stalker dude and the woman is, like, romantic and, like, he's in love with her and so it's not creepy and all these things. Which, like, yeah, is a problematic depiction of love and romance, um, especially if you're a young woman. But also, this is how most media have depict relationships between people forever. And it's how a lot of young people and young women specifically have like in, like internalized as love and as romance right right that creepy behavior like twilight and like 50 shades and like all these different things um is romance and is not creepy because the intentions are love and the intentions are you know an adoration of someone right but also like Billy Bob Brown is 14 years old exactly right and it became a big thing because, like, she's a very popular figure and she has a lot of following and all that stuff. But also, she is a kid and she is, like, consuming this media the same way we did when we were 14. When we internalized unhealthy depictions of romance and thought they were love, right? right. And, she, like, the same thing's happening with Elsie Fisher when she tweets and, like, something, like, it's just, like, the policing of young women <laughs> for, like, being, you know, having... Uh, opinions that aren't like fully formed yet with like context and you know things that now we all understand as maybe not great and problematic right it it just makes me sad when you clock a 14 year old someone who I'm teaching right now and yeah it I think the thing that bothers me is and I'm coming from this from an education standpoint. Like, this is, I am literally teaching this age range. And so, from right. a developmental standpoint, you're not going to get an effective reaction from any age range, but especially this age range. If you come at them and you clock them and you're like, what are you doing? This is awful. You're canceled. That's right. nothing. That does nothing. Yeah. No. If someone had said this to me when I was 14, when I was literally reading Twilight for the first time, and someone had, like, thrown my Twilight book into the trash and was like, don't ever read this, this is awful. When I had built an emotional connection to these characters, Mm -hmm. I would view that person as someone I can't trust. Not the the characters in the book, which is what that person is trying to do. Right, and you automatically make the person who is consuming that feel like they are dumb and that they don't have the capacity to acknowledge something that is bad in the way that you see it as bad right right when they like it is it is purely in in like an emotional connection to something and it's not you know like it's just like it's not the right framework that's that's happening and it's not productive to just be like can't you see this is obviously bad like we have to have to be like civil about it right exactly and one of the things that I try to work with my students on when they're consuming media is she is having an opinion about this so Mm -hmm. celebrate her for having an opinion she's trying to critically think about this so 
fantastic. Sure. You're doing it and you're yeah. having an emotional reaction, which is mm-hmm. what we do now and what we especially did then at that age range mm-hmm. too. So And so naturally. Absolutely. Like, that's yeah. You do it instinctually really without thinking. Especially mm-hmm. when this kind of dynamic in you is what is fed especially right. that to that age range, but has been fed to women in general too. Like mm-hmm. this is what a, a heterosexual relationship looks like. This is what we've right. been in this whole podcast, like analyzing. Right. And yeah. so trying to help not just Millie, right. But helping to understand with these, like you've got it, you are in this first step of analyzing this. Now thinking about what is making you feel this way and what how do you see this in real life and if someone actually did that to you how would it make you actually feel and if you can recontextualize it in that way that's where a conversation starts instead of just automatically shutting someone down because you're not going to get anywhere at 14 they have squishy brains like that's nothing (laughs) so I just it makes me sad because that's the age range that I teach and it's like that is the age range where I fell in love with some of these things that are highly problematic. Mm-hmm. And so I think encourage people to consume media for a critical lens and help them build it. Yeah. But also help them understand that like one piece of media is not going to be representative of everything. Yeah. And just allow them to grow. <laughs> yeah. Come on. The internet. So let them do that as well. Um, okay, that was a long rant, but I think that it's important nonetheless. On a little bit of a lighter note, can you please tell me about this Astro Dad business, please? Ugh, our boy, Robbie. He's back, baby. Robbie! Back on that movie press tour! Back, back, back! Let's go! Robbie! Cut, Robbie! (laughs) Our boy. Yes. Um, so the trailer for High Life just dropped, and it's great. And goddamn, uh, you know? It's the, like, space apocalyptic great movie that took Tiff by storm last year and directed by Claire Dennis, who's like, wow, an icon. Truly. And it's an A24 film, and it's got our boy, our pets in it as, like, a lonely space dad. It's a mood, you know? And it's great, and I'm so excited because I'm excited to follow this boy's career over something I'm excited to actually watch <laughs> rather than something I'm begrudgingly like, consuming. Now, I must tell you a story about yes. my experience with this trailer. Yeah. I wake up at a gross early time in the morning and I work out in the living room getting my lesson plans and stuff. Like, I, I work better in the mornings, unfortunately. Now, mm-hmm. my boyfriend Chris um, has the pleasure of being able to sleep in a little bit. We... I go to work usually like an hour or so earlier than he does. Um, And so this morning, right before I was about to leave, I hear this weird sound come from our bedroom. Mm -hmm. Like I hear voices and these sounds and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like he's usually asleep at this time. And it lasts for like two to three minutes. I'm like, yeah, okay. And then all of a sudden (laughs) like the shower starts and everything is normal. So I go on his Twitter because I'm like, all right, he's probably watching something. And I look at this and he retweets the High Life trailer. And I was like, oh, my God. And so I I was like, "Okay, all right. So by proxy, I watched it for the first time just by hearing it. And even that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, But just so you know, 
the first experience that I got was great. And it was just like, moody, wow. And it was very good. So I love it. Yeah, I'm so excited. It was so good. This last thing is, like, Screen Rant Corner, I feel like, uh, Screen Rant has, like, listened to our needs without fully acknowledging (laughs) us. Yeah. And has given me what I desire. And I haven't even, I don't even look, I haven't looked at it yet, and I already know it's great. Screen Rant does nothing but feed us. That's true. (laughs) We're eating good tonight, (laughs) y'all. It is my lifeblood. Um, so... Uh, this week's Screen Rant Corner is brought to you by the author Dina Daw. Thank you, Dina. Thank you. And it is the Myers-Briggs personality types of Twilight characters. Thank God. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, it's a list of ten. The first one being Edward Cullen, who is mm-hmm. listed as an INFP, the thoughtful idealist. I love it. In... If you look at the photo that they gave, can we just talk about how much of a green screen it is? Like, he looks like he's photoshopped on here. He looks like a cardboard cutout. (laughs) He is always a cardboard cutout. That's true. What is your Myers-Briggs, and are you any of these characters on this list? I... Please, thank you. ...need to look on here and see if I am, because if I... (gasps) I am. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Then, yes, I am on here. Are you on here? I am not, but two of them are very close. Okay. Tell me who, tell me what you are and tell me who is close. Okay. So I'm an INTJ. Okay. Also known as the architect. (laughs) Um, And I'm close to seven, Rosalie Hale, who's an ENTJ, the decisive strategist, and Charlie. Ah! Who is an ISTJ, which I didn't even know S was a thing, but that's great. Can we talk about this? So this screen cap they have of Charlie. I miss him so much. Um, <laughs> I miss him every day. Every day. I just think about him. I miss that stupid mustache. <laughs> day of my fucking life. Can we just talk about the happy wolf in the background? <laughs> That's me. Looking at my shining sun. Charlie's one. I am going to screen cap this really quickly and just post this on the Twitter so on the Twitter. Who the fuck am I? Uh, <laughs> just so you all can see this. Because it... Yeah, this is literally us looking at Charlie all the time. Um, <laughs> this is... Uh, so, yeah, I don't think I know S at all. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Rosalie's is just the extroverted version of yours. Yes, right? yes. Um, and so... The decisive strategist. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, that's fantastic. So mine is actually on here. Ugh, wow. And it is... I, is it Alice? Is it ENFJ? Shut up. Um, it <laughs> is. <laughs> I read the fucking tagline as the compassionate facilitator. I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> There she is. Uh, There's my girl. <laughs> um, yes, it is. ENFJ is me. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, yes, that is me. Um, the fact that someone would call me bubbly feels wild. I don't know that I've considered myself bubbly since I was, like, a freshman in Are high school. Are you serious? You're extremely bubbly. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> just all the bubbles coming out of me. You are just, you're suds. You're just, I am. You're, just you're bursting at the seams with bubbles. <laughs> I'm just bursting in suds, you know? 
Just give Great. me a Dawn commercial and suds me up. Um, yeah. This wig is killing me. Um, <laughs> it's not what my hair looks like. But yes, yeah, so ENFJ, the compassionate facilitator, um, they... <laughs> This is so rude. This is reading me for Phil. Um, the, they're known peacemakers. Um, they have a tendency to step in when they shouldn't. Rude. Um, they have a trouble putting themselves in other people's shoes. Um, all things that are rude and disrespectful and great. Uh, <laughs> um, some of these that are, are great, like Edward, the thoughtful idealist, Bella being the versatile supporter, which I think is cute. Yeah. Um, Jacob being the enthusiastic improviser. Oh my gosh. Like, uh, Jasper being the logical <sighs> pragmatist. I just, got Carlisle and Esme have the same one. Shut, I love love. Shut the fuck up. They're both supportive contributors. I love them so much. <laughs> I would die for them. <laughs> Carlyle looks so disappointed in that <laughs> screen grab. <laughs> I love them. and I... This fucking, like, button shirt moment is very weird. Yeah. I'm seeing too much of his chest hair. Yeah. It's, I didn't know he had chest hair, I think, until right. the moment, and I hate it. Um, anyways, this is great, and I love it so much, and it makes me very happy. Um... Thank you, Screen Rant. Thank you, God. Thank you, Charlie. Yes, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you to everyone who made this possible. Thank you, Dina. Like, thank you for all of this. Um, it's a great gift um, in a dark time in this world. Speaking of dark times. Nice. Um, I just, do you want to read this awful chapter <sighs> summary with me? God. Yeah. Hey, Cody. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know how I feel about these chapters? How do you feel? I will agree with you. Thank you. However. Yes. I will say I had a lot of fun reading some of okay. it. Okay, <laughs> chapter 21 was pretty good as far as yeah. entertainment goes. Chapter 22 just like, was a lot. <laughs> yeah, so here's the thing about these two chapters. It is, because we were kind of wondering, hey, when's that whole Jack Hyde thing coming to fruition? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that a plot point, like a major plot point of this entire saga? Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that's ever going to come up ever again. Well, here we are. We're here. And that's what I, like, I was waiting for, like, a fun, I mean, it's not fun, but, like, a, a very heisty kind of, like, Oceans, like, like a Bella Oceans type thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we got that here. It was a little emotionally draining. It was. But... It was the kind of stuff that I was, like, expecting most of this book to be. Correct. And it waited too long to get there. You know what I mean? Yes. I, we do get some Ocean's 8 stuff, which is nice. Um, yeah. And it's in, in a very Anna way, which yes. is nice. So, yeah. where we left off last week was in a very dramatic place. Anna called Mrs. Robinson a bitch troll, um, which I don't think that we mentioned last week. (laughs) No, she's also said that, like, throughout the saga, and we've just kind of blown past it, but she says it a lot. Yeah, she says it a lot in these next two chapters, so that's very important to know. Um, Yeah. Christian went to go see the bitch troll. I don't, she went to go see Mrs. Robinson. I don't, she's not a troll. No. (laughs) So, hey. (laughs) Um... Anyway, so that's where we leave off, is them waking up and kind of dealing with this aftermath. Um, yeah. 
or no, no, we deal with like right afterwards. Where, what am I talking about? Um, <laughs> chapter 21. She's looking at the text, freaking out. He was out until 1.30. She doesn't know what to do. One of the things that we notice right away is she's crying, freaking out. And Anna immediately is like, I knew this would happen. How could mm-hmm. you do this to me? And she's freaking out. Understandably so. She just describes, because yeah. Christian's like gonzo. He's like snoring, which apparently he never does. He's out. <laughs> she describes him <laughs> as, she's like, through my tears, his prostate figure blurs and shimmers. Um, and it's like, oh. first of all, his <laughs> what figure? <laughs> um, his what? His what? Sorry. <laughs> and also, he blurs and shimmers, so he's a what? Is he a, yeah. he's a what, Anna? Um, is he the shimmer in Annihilation? Like, what's happening? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that would be way more of an interesting twist. Um, yeah. And so she keeps kind of thinking, like, it's always two steps forward, three steps back. Um, and she's not sure what to do. She decides that the best thing to do is to look through his email since she already has his phone open. Sure, sure, sure. The one that she finds is from Christian's IT guy. You know, you ever just have an IT guy? Um, Yeah, you know. (laughs) And in his attempt to make sure that this private email was kept very private, he made sure that the subject line was just Jack Hyde. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Very subtle. Super subtle. Um, Yeah. And... It has a lot of detailed information about where they found stuff, CCTV stuff, all these kinds of things. Eventually, she tries to open the file. It's too big for a BlackBerry um, mm-hmm. because it's a BlackBerry. Um, yeah. And eventually decides that she doesn't want to go to sleep next to Christian and wants to go to the playroom instead. She locks the door leaves the key on her side, knowing full well that when Christian wakes up in the morning and tries to find her, he won't look in here if the door's locked, I guess. Sure. Um, and the last thing that she does before she falls asleep is she had, like, forwarded um, Mrs. Robinson's text or email, I guess, to Christian, mm-hmm. to her phone, and so now she forwards it back to Christian, sending this, like, very petty email talking about, like, if you want to discuss this, um, let's go ahead and discuss it in front of Elena. That way you don't go ahead and run to her next time. Yeah. And then she's, like, wipes her hands and falls asleep. <laughs> very good. Good job, Anna. You were very petty. Nice, nice, nice. When she wakes up, all hell's broken loose. She had turned her phone onto silent before she went to sleep. And, of course, the playroom doesn't have any windows or anything. And so she has no way of telling what time it is. When she wakes up, she's running late for work, as usual with her. Yeah. Um, And she's missed several calls, both from Christian and from Kate. Of course, Christian's freaking Mm -hmm. out. And the whole crew is downstairs, like all of Christian's security detail. Um, And when Anna finally comes downstairs, Christian is freaking out and trying to get answers from her. And this is when Anna's um, pissed off persona starts. 
And it's very petty, but it is very entertaining to read. I will say that. Yes. Yes. It is by no means exemplary communication between people that are married. No. But it's funny to read. But here's the thing, right? This is one of the few moments in which Anna is kind of standing up for herself. Yes. And she's doing it in maybe not an effective way. No. When you're talking to the person you are married to. But she is just like, she's angry. And she doesn't really know how to process that. And she's just going like, all right, I'm mad at you. And I will just like let you know that I'm mad at you. And I don't want to talk about it. And I just want you to know that I'm mad at you. And Christian's not listening. He's just like... Hey, so I'm mad too. We're both mad. Let's fuck. <laughs> it's right. like, no, stop. And then she's like, doesn't let him do shit. And she's just like, all right, I'm just going to get out of here. I need space. I'm going to go or whatever. Right. Yeah, because it's that, bad communication. It's so bad. Yeah. And at first, it was, it was bad communication and just passive aggressiveness. Right. And that's, and that's. I mean, it's not fine. But it was, like, fine. Right. And then it just turns straight petty. But the thing that Anna's doing is she's very much being like, well, I'm going to be petty and passive-aggressive, but I'm going to be sexy while I'm doing it. Right. Which makes it hilarious. She just, like, puts on underwear and thigh-high boots and, like, blow-dries her hair. And she's like, no, no. (laughs) I'm mad at you. Yep. Um, Which is such a mood. (laughs) It is the biggest mood. Um, Especially because... I mean, to be fair, Christian does have some valid questions during all this. Because she's talking, uh-huh. she's like, I don't want to talk to you, Christian. Like, the time for talking was yesterday. Um, go talk to this person that's abused you for years and stuff. <laughs> and so he does ask, like, why were you snooping on me? <laughs> um, and now the first time, the phone fell and lit up. So that part she wasn't guilty of now her opening the email and going through it yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's mm, ma'am yeah that's just straight up and and also like it just played off as like her being like let's be bad let's just i don't know that's my inner goddess is telling me to just whatever it's like ma'am stop (laughs) yeah he keeps asking her about like where she was and she's just like why do you care um, while yeah. just, like, getting undressed and just standing in front of him, like, hands on her <laughs> hips. Yeah. And he's just, like, his mouth is, like, on the floor. Um, <laughs> but the one thing that she keeps mentioning, though, is, like, she's pissed and she's upset because she, he took their private business to somebody else when he should have stayed and talked to her about it. And she's being mm-hmm. very explicit. Not, like, cursing, but, like, being very clear about yes. yeah. how she feels in a way that she isn't, when they're communicating, they're not always very clear about those kinds of things. And right. she goes on for quite a bit into this, um, where she's like, I do, like, I choose this baby over you. That's what parents do. And, like, I'm sorry your mom didn't do that, but you're an adult now, and you need to, like, get it together. Um, Yeah. And, like, you can't have self-pity right now because we have a kid, and, like, I'm going to go to work, and I'm going to get my shit together, and also I'm going to be fucking living upstairs now. 
And he's like, right. what, you, but, because <laughs> she's taking control now. Yeah, and she's being like, hey, fuck you for assuming that I, like, tried to have this baby, like, to spite you or to, like, trap you or something. Exactly. You know? and, and, like, saying all this shit, it was like, hey, like, this is not my fault, and I know you want to blame it on me and make this, like, a problem and make this my problem specifically, but I'm not going to fucking do that with you, and that's, like, childish and silly, and I don't want to do it. Yeah, because she mentions, too, like, that she felt like it was unfair, obviously, for him to blame the shot stuff on her, and he even goes, like, he says, I don't know, I can't find where it is right now, but he's like, um... If it's not everyone can be as perfect as you and like he's like yeah well maybe you didn't get me stuck on being um like having the kid on purpose but you shouldn't have forgotten your shot or something pedantic like that and she's like that's not it doesn't matter now (laughs) she's like we have a kid now so like we need to focus on this um she eventually just leaves to go to work And she's like, I need to, like, do business now. But as we know, with Anna, no business gets done at her work. No. Ever. Never. Kate calls. Nothing happens, but Kate just calls. (laughs) She's like, hey, sup, you good? (laughs) End of scene. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Eventually, she eats. And she's like, oh, my God. I didn't realize, but, like, when you eat... You feel better. Yeah. Pro tip. Um, and of course, like, <laughs> it was a bagel and locks, which, like... Right, she's like, bagels are tight, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this shit's good. Yeah. I should eat this more often. She ends up going to the hospital to see her dad, and during that time, conveniently enough, um, her dad is like, man, you know what I could use right now? Not, like, getting out of this hospital, but just some fucking grandchildren. All right, E.L. James. Like, <sighs> I got it. I got it, really. Cool, 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 cool. Um, and then the rest of this chapter is just um, Anna and Christian being, like, passing ships in the night. Because when she gets back to their home, Christian is, like, working late. And he doesn't really come home before she goes to bed. But mm-hmm. when she wakes up in the morning, he's, like ties in the room that she slept in and she's like oh my god he was in here watching me sleep that's like so cute or whatever it's really not no no it's really not no and also can he pick up his fucking clothes yeah that's yeah christian stop you're a like an adult um eventually she like wakes up in the morning she isn't able to talk to him because he's left for Portland, which he doesn't speak to her about. He sends her an email about. And he's like, thought you want to know. Which like, okay, don't need your, you're being really petty, but that's fine. And Anna sees that and she like freaks out. She gets like super upset and goes to puke. And she's like, I just, I don't understand like why we're still fighting. Yeah. Eventually she goes to work to go do work. <laughs> Um, and someone is, like, even in the meeting room. She's about to have an appointment. And she's about to have, like, another bagel and locks. And then yeah. all of a sudden, she gets a call from Mia. And she's like, oh, my God, I can't deal with this right now. 
but she answers it anyways. And it's not Mia on the phone. It's Jack Hyde. Cool. And that's... Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Heist Time. Heist Time, Heist Time. Yes. Um, so chapter 22 starts. Now, please keep in mind, fellow listeners, Anna answered the phone, expecting it to be Mia. Then she heard Jack's voice. She has not heard Mia's voice. That is very important. Yeah. Okay, so chapter 22 starts. Anna has a lot of questions, understandably. Jack, it's been like two days since he got he left the publishing company. And he's like, oh, you remember me. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. And then all of a sudden, he, like, changes his tone from being soft. And he's like, listen here. And he, like, goes into all this, like, nasty language. Um, he's like, your family is going to pay. And she's like, wait a second. What? <laughs> okay. Hey, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Wait a second. Um, and so, like, major, ter- major tonal shift. He says that Anna's going to get him $5 million today. And even though Anna says over and over again, you can't just do that. Like, that's not... Yeah. Jack, you've been watching TV too much. That's not how money works. Yeah. He's like, no. Have you been to a bank, Jack? <laughs> Jake, have you... Is Jake... His name isn't even Jake. <laughs> Fucking... Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> Stop. I need someone to yell at. This is what happens. I get so frustrated. And I'm like, just start screaming at Jacob. Um, yeah. Jack has no idea. He's been watching 24 too much. He just... Yeah. Anyways, so he's, like, and he also goes on this, like, rant about how, like, if things were a little different in his life, he'd be, like, a Christian, oh and God. he'd have all this money, and he'd be successful, and, like, where the fuck did any of this backstory come from? Why are we supposed to, like, we know nothing about that. <laughs> what is happening? This is so silly. Like, who, what is, who is this character, and what are his motivations? Because I don't know anybody. <laughs> we know nothing about him. No. We all, here's what we know. He assaulted Anna yep. at her workplace. For for months. Yep. And now was able to crash a fucking helicopter and also now wants to steal. And is capable of pulling off, like, stealing all of Christian's money. What? Who is this guy? And apparently got out of jail. Right. Like, what is happening? Nothing is ever explained. We are just forced to believe that these things are fine or normal character, con- like, conceptions. And they're not. Yeah, apparently he's, like, flat Stanley and can just, like, whoop, out of jail. Like, he's, <laughs> he's just... just... from the bars. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, like, actually, I've just never shown you how skinny I am when I turn to the side. <laughs> these bars are nothing for me. <laughs> They just never did his full lineup of pictures. They only ever took his, like, straight up one. <laughs> yeah, they never his side mugshot has just disappeared in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Jack, where'd you go? Oh, my God. <laughs> Mr. Hyde. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. Cody. Think what? about it. Mr. Hyde. <laughs> it all makes sense. <laughs> get out of here oh my god anyways um so yeah he's like as soon as Anna's like Jack I can't get that money he's like now you have two hours um (laughs) I thought finished my monologue Anna exactly let me be a villain um and 
he keeps saying, like, if you don't get this money, I'm going to kill Mia. And the thing is, and finally, like, when the line goes dead, Anna's like, holy shit. Like, does he have Mia? He has Mia. Does he have Mia? (laughs) And she has no idea because there's there's no proof. No. And also, he's like, if you tell Christian or you tell anyone, I'm going to fucking, like, I'm going to fuck Mia before I kill her. Like, it's this whole thing. And so she's, like, really scared to reach out to anyone. But also, still has no proof that Mia is in Jack Hyde's possession. Right. She could just be in Barbados. She could be in Paris. Like, she could be <laughs> in a movie. She's been on, like, a cruise this whole time. Yeah, she could be Living in her an, life. Yeah, she could be in a cruise. She could also be in an IMAX, for all we know. Like, yeah. She, <laughs> we have no idea. Anyways. Yeah. She goes, she tells people, like, her assistant and stuff, she's like, I know someone is literally in the in the conference room with me, waiting for me right now. I can't. I can't. But fuck them. But fuck them. <laughs> fuck how much time they waited for me. Um, we can't do this right now. I know that I've been canceling my appointments for about two months right now. Cancel <laughs> them again. Bad this job. <laughs> um, I know I haven't taken a single meeting since being hired I, as the editor of this fucking thing. I know that I've only sent back smiley faces to all my emails <laughs> and canceled appointments and used up all of our budget to get coffee and locks, but I can't work today. <laughs> um, I'm busy. <laughs> and fi- I just want Hannah to snap just fucking once. And it's like, <laughs> do what? Do what? <laughs> it's like, after all I do for you. <laughs> Honestly. Why isn't she the Jack Hyde? You know what I mean? Like, oh my, that would be amazing. That would be, and so much more believable too. We know more this about person. Her. Yes, we know more about her, and also she's been working for her forever, and has only been treated like dog shit for Anna. I know. She, especially after last week where she, like, got yelled at for, post, like, moving her uh, doctor's appointments around. I know. She's like, you know what, bitch? <laughs> I'm gonna take your husband's money. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna steal your baby like a witch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna take your fucking firstborn son and, like, steal all your money. I'm gonna ru- I would read that in a heartbeat. I'm gonna rumble still skin this bitch. <laughs> E.L. James just writes a fucking sex trilogy that ends up being rumple still skin. <laughs> still skin this dick. Um oh my god. <laughs> anyways. Um so <laughs> um she ends up getting Sawyer and is like Sawyer, take me home. And he's like, uh yes ma'am. <laughs> because that's how rich people work. Yeah. And the problem is is that like during this whole drive, Anna's trying to figure out her Ocean's 8 plan. And she does it, like, yeah. E.L. James does it exactly right. She, like, every thought is a different sentence. She's figuring it out. Yeah. And here's where it starts to get very good. Because she gets back to the house. And she, very important, changes clothes. Yep. Uh, she changes into what is the most important heist outfit, jeans and a sweatshirt. <laughs> um. <laughs> And then, again, with the fucking gun thing, um, she (laughs) realizes that in Christian's desk, he hadn't secured his weapon. There was just, like, a fucking gun in Christian's desk. Just a loose gun. Just a loose gun. (laughs) Just loose gun parts everywhere. (laughs) 
She fucking built it like a Lego. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So she just assembled it. And again, with Anna's like, he know nothing. He know he know nothing about guns. <laughs> She's a caveman. <laughs> um, it is so funny that when we realized that she was like pro gun or whatever, <laughs> that was a shock, right? And she was all high and mighty about it and being like, "Oh, we should know how to defend yourself." All this stuff. And then the second she like gets the gun, she's like, "Oh shit! I like only." practice on targets i don't actually really know how to use this on a person i know she's such a poser (laughs) right it's like be consistent at least (laughs) i know the thing too so she starts to be get her oceans eight going on it's mainly just sawyer in the in escala right now so she does this thing that's very clever she fucking yes. calls Sawyer and is like hey i'm in the room upstairs can you get me can you help me with a hand with something and then she waits for her fucking Sawyer to go up the stairs and goes into the elevator and pushes the button. A fucking criminal mastermind. I know. This is what I wanted. It's this so good. This is all I want. I want a full series of Anna just pulling this shit. Yep. To commit crimes or, like, to save people. Like, a vigilante hero. Like, this is what I want. And what makes me so sad, too, is, like, Sawyer's done nothing wrong. Like, he's just no. trying to do his job. And as soon as he <laughs> hears the bell, he's like, oh, fuck. And so he starts running back. He's like, Miss Miss Gray, Anna, please stop. <laughs> he's just, like, sinking in front of the elevator. Like, no. <laughs> My job. <laughs> right. And it's like, sorry, he's probably got fired. Whoops. Yep, exactly. And so she goes into the bank. And here's the part that fucks me up. Yeah. She goes into this fucking bank in jeans and a hoodie. And don't get me wrong. Like, if I could wear those every day, I would. But keep in mind, this is a Christian Grey bank. Yeah. It's not, it's not a you and me bank. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's not the people's bank. It's not the plebes bank. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's mere commonwealth. (laughs) Exactly. This bank is not a bank. It's like a bank. And it's a bank in italics, like <laughs> exactly. And so she goes in and she's like, "Hi, I would like to take all your money." And <laughs> the the lady like doesn't think that she's doing a robbery. She's like, "Oh, you have an account here." And so eventually she's like, "Oh yeah, like I want to say to your manager, I'm going to withdraw 5 million dollars today." No biggie. And so eventually- I'm sure you can process that, right? Exactly. So eventually she gets to speak to a manager and is like seated or whatever and it's like so we usually ask for like a heads up for this (laughs) um because that's so much money (laughs) um but you came to the right place ma'am because we actually hold the cash reserve for the entire pacific northwest here and (laughs) it's such a flex (laughs) and anna fucking turns to the audience and is like Please note, audience, I have an account here. <laughs> like, you don't need to sell me on this. I'm already here. Right. And so then the guy is like, so super easy, Mrs. Gray. This will be so fast. Don't worry about it. Um, Can I just see your ID? And then Anna hands it over. And it fucking, it doesn't even have her updated last name on it. It still says Anastasia Steele. And he's like, oh, yes, sure. Um, you're a poser, actually. And just, like, quietly hits the red button underneath his desk. Uh, 
The problem is, is that this bank, that's not like a crime button. It's just a poor button. And so like slowly <laughs> underneath her desk, like the trap starts to open. Um, and so she's like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I'm so, hey, I'm so <laughs> sorry. Um, let me find something that actually has like my real name on it. Here's my Amex card. Oh my and gosh. so she just like pulls that out and he's like, oh, yeah, this is, this has been so wild. I'm so sorry. And what I love about this is that it finally ends up working out and she just like fucking pulls out a checkbook and she doesn't know how many zeros there are to write a million, five million dollars, <laughs> which I love. Uh, never change. <laughs> never change. I love it so much. And then fucking Mr. Whelan is like, so super easy. Love it. I'm glad that you figured out how many zeros are around here. Just one more thing. I ended up calling your husband just to make sure that things were super kosher. Um, <laughs> he's on line one. Just press the button. I'll be outside. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Um, <laughs> Later. Have this really cool phone conversation you're about to have. Right. And I'll be outside. Counting. Just rolling in money. <laughs> exactly. And here's, now, keep in mind, right, like, this is total manipulation, and it's Christian, right, so I don't actually feel sympathy for him. No. And it's Anna totally, like, acting and stuff, but Anna gets on the phone, and Christian's first words are, you're, you're leaving me? You're, you're leaving me? (laughs) You say bye-bye? Oh, my God. Um, and Anna's like, um... Yeah, 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 yes, 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 yes. Uh-huh, that yes. is what I'm doing. Yes, Christian. <laughs> um, yes, Christian. Um, and he's, he's like, Aunt Anna, no, no, Anna, stay. Um, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and so he ends up doing the, like, was it always the cash? Um, Which, like, gross. Gross. Gross Are thing. Are you serious? The whole, this whole relationship was founded on the fact that she had nothing to, she wanted nothing to do with your money. Do you remember this whole argument that you guys just had, like, that you're still <laughs> having? Yeah. And he's like, and the fetus? <laughs> 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 uh, he actually In says. the greatest reenactment of all time. Yeah, he actually says baby, but it would be so much fucking funnier <laughs> if he said fetus. Um, and the embryo. <laughs> <laughs> um. And also, please know, like, I don't remember if we said this last week, but fucking Anna throughout this whole time is calling this, this actual fetus her little blip. <laughs> it's so bad. And all I can think about is blimp. Oh and God. it's just a lot. Um, and so during this time, Christian's like pissed. He's like, well, just, just take it all then. Just fucking take all my money at yeah. this point. Um, which is just, like, a power move, for sure. Right. Um, (laughs) What if she just fucking called his bluff and was like, you know what, actually, fucking, yeah, clear it out. (laughs) Clear it out, Mr. Whelan, take it all. Keep it coming, just keep the bills coming. (laughs) Um, so, yeah. I want you to fucking stop to that reserve is driving the fuck out. I'm gonna take your fucking building, Mr. Whelan. (laughs) I own you now. (laughs) Um... Give me your watch. <laughs> um, yeah, so finally the fucking asshole Whelan comes in. He's like, oh, yeah, so your husband said $5 million, um, and you wanted that in cash, right? Great. 
cash it is um just give us a few seconds it just takes a few minutes to get five million dollars in cash but we'll totally get it here's some water here in a bit (laughs) here's some water um and then all of a sudden while the money is getting ready she's getting ready to go she gets ready to go out the door and then she realizes that Sawyer is out in the entrance and I love this because their eyes meet and he like fucking frowns at Anna (laughs) (laughs) um and I love this because her response is she just fucking holds up her index finger like I see you I know you're pissed I'm gonna deal with you in just just a minute a minute. Just give me a quick sex. <laughs> Just one second. Um, and so she turns around and she's like, actually, Mr. Whelan, um, there's someone here that I don't like. I don't like them. And so Mr. Whelan's response is like, do you want me to call the police? Because <laughs> he's a white man. Um, <laughs> and she's just like, no, no, God, no. Yeah. Um, and so they end up, um, she ends up getting a call from Jack, and the plan is to go out the back with a Dodge um, of someone that is driving it. The person that ends up driving it, of course, is none other than Elizabeth from The Office. Dun, dun, dun. Because, sure, like, <laughs> sure. Why, yeah, it could have just been... A random henchman or whatever. Yeah, it could like, have been a random woman, but now we have to be suddenly betrayed by Elizabeth from the office that we don't know. No. And don't care about. Nope. Now, during this whole time, Anna's trying to talk to Elizabeth, being like, you can tell me if he's doing something to you. Like, mm-hmm. we can talk about it. We can make it work. And Elizabeth's like, shut up. <laughs> also, please put on your seatbelt, but shut up. <laughs> yeah. Um, they finally end up going to this, like, random place in the middle of nowhere. They get all the cash out. She sees Jack, obviously. Um, and he's like, first things first, like, here's the money. And then all of a sudden, he, like, looks at Anna and just fucking slaps the shit out of her. Yeah. Just, like, some, like, backhands her and she falls on the ground. It's like, cool, 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 great. Good. With child, mind you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that he knows that, but, like, still. No, just but just, like, in. for the impact, right? Right. Like, she's on the floor. <laughs> just like, and Elizabeth. Not doing so hot. <laughs> yeah, Elizabeth is like, hey, I've been with you the whole time, but whoa. Bump the brakes, dude. <laughs> this is where I draw the moral line. <laughs> exactly. Now, Anna does take this moment of while they're kind of arguing at each other to just fuck, just, just nail him. With a bullet just, like, right above the knee. Um, it is so evident we don't know how to talk about guns. <laughs> and are so, like, anti-violence like, guns. And we're just like, uh, you just, like, he just put, she just, him. She just poked him a little bit, you know? <laughs> With a bullet. <laughs> just like a spitball. <laughs> I don't know. How do you gun? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Then, you know, Anna's, like, concussed, so the rest of the chapter is just basically darkness. Um, And then we get a lot of ellipses of things like car screeching, brakes, doors, shouting, running. I love slam poetry. (laughs) (laughs) Footsteps. And then all of a sudden, Christian's voice yelling for her. And then... 
very, very Stephanie Meyer-esque yeah. of darkness and peace. And that's where the chapter ends. Right. God right. bless. The, what a fucking stellar piece of fiction. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. God damn is all I have Woo. to say. You know? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, you know, it'd be like that. So I thought that next week was our last bit, but I was wrong. Um, mm-hmm. and next week is our penultimate of this trilogy, and it is chapters 23 and 24. Ooh. So, oh boy, is all I have How are we going to wrap all this shit up? I have, I honest to God. We don't have enough time to figure this all out. <laughs> I honest to God have no fucking idea. <laughs> we spend so much time fucking meandering in the middle of this book for no goddamn reason. And all of this shit happens at the end. And now we gotta wrap all this up? I have no idea. It can't be done. <laughs> yeah, I'm so confused. We have some patrons to hell yeah appreciate today and we also have a new we have a new glow up from the patreon corner and that is our friend audrey yeah uh, friend of the pod friend of the show yes who cody needs a needs a name needs a last name yeah and she does need a last name she does (laughs) and there are so many names in this world. <laughs> yeah. But you know what we don't have? What don't we have? We don't have a colon on this list. Ooh. Ooh. We don't have a colon on this list, and you know what sounds pretty good is Audrey Colon. Audrey Colon has a good ring to it. It has a good mouth sound. Yeah. D- yes. Top five mouth sounds. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, I have Reductress pulled up right now. Okay, hold on. Give me a moment. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And I would love to thank our upgrading patron, Audrey Cullen, which sounds... mm, It just sounds so... Um, (laughs) And, Audrey, today you're going to be the Reductress article. Sad. The Leaky Cauldron is a Starbucks now. (laughs) <laughs> um <laughs> oh my gosh so the good work at reductress <laughs> so important shout out to taylor brown town lautner <laughs> who's gonna be how to tell your sick uncle you're actually saving your kidney for sandra oh um me <laughs> <laughs> truly what i wouldn't give you know yeah <laughs> there's nothing i wouldn't give um <laughs> I would love to thank today Katie Weber. And here's the thing, Cody. I don't know that I've gotten the pleasure, the honor, <laughs> yeah. to ever do Katie Weber. Welcome. So, Katie, hi. Hello. How are you? Um, and Katie, today, I think you're going to have to be how to comfort your partner, even though crying, it's kind of your thing. Amazing. This fucking photo, Cody. (laughs) (laughs) That dude is disassociating so bad. (laughs) It's me reading this book. (laughs) Shout out to Simon Steele. (laughs) Our fucking hero, our savior. 
Damn. Simon Steele. <laughs> the light of our lives, Simon Steele. Damn. Who's going to be power move. When this woman saw the ATM surcharge, she canceled the transaction. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. I have a very important thing for you today. And I don't yes. know... I, I know it's technically called a fan fiction. <laughs> sure. But it's... It's more art oh my than God. that. <laughs> this was sent, of course, by Taylor Brown Town Lautner. Um, uh. And it is called This Is Happening. Um, and it's, it's the first chapter from that. And I wasn't sure what it was. Um, but I, what I did today is I actually pasted in what the tags were for you today to look at. Um, just because I found them so personally fascinating. Yeah, and there's a lot here. There, there's so much. Mainly the werewolves, um, <laughs> uh, which is not in plural. It's just werewolf with just an S added to it. Um, yeah, I feel and that. It, it's a mood for sure. And so what I am presenting to you today vis-a-vis um, Taylor is a blend of The Purge and The Twilight Saga. Uh, well. Yep. That's a choice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to read from chapter one right after the annual Purge broadcast has been presented across the Great. place. Great. Great. I hurried, turning my car back on and started driving back home. As I was driving, I saw that boy, that freakishly gorgeous boy with the yellow iris eyes. He was being attacked. I don't know what got me, but I completely flipped. I pressed hard on the brakes, jumping out of the car. Stop! What are you doing to him? Leave him alone! I screamed, looking at the redhead and blonde who were attacking him. Bella, go home. I'll be fine, Edward said calmly. Who is this, Edward? Victoria, the redhead asked. Victoria, this is Bella. Leave her alone, Edward responded. Please, leave him be. Go find another victim to sacrifice, I plead. Victoria rolled her eyes and threw him to the ground. She quickly came over to me, whispering in my ear. See you around, Bella, Victoria laughed, disappearing with that guy she had with her. I looked over at Edward, watching him get up. He looked over at me, but I couldn't figure out if he was mad or relieved with me getting involved. You should get home, Edward said. I know. Come with me? Please, I asked. Edward nodded, wrapping his arm around me and going over to the car. I got into the passenger seat. It was always better when he drives anyway. And scene. Great. Ah! <laughs> what? I have so many questions and none of them are being answered. No. I don't know that I actually want them to be answered, though. Yeah, I think it's for the best. Oh, well, as we say here in Seattle. Get bit. And get whipped. Ooh! This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Toast 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausfilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at 
kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ali on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone